0: Hello and welcome to The Platform Podcast, hosted by Marketplace Risk Advisory Board Chair El Tucker, a former journalist who writes, speaks, and consults on all things startups. The Platform Podcast features conversations with founders, operators, and experts tackling a myriad of topics facing the marketplace and sharing economy startup ecosystem. Please note this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not professional advice. For specific issues, please seek an appropriate professional or contact us at info at for more information. And now without further ado, I will hand things over to Elle.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Platform Podcast. Today I am pleased to welcome Hamid Yazdi, who is co-founder and head of growth at Rideshare Mechanic. Welcome to the podcast, Hamid. Thank you. It's great to be here. I'm so pleased to have you on the podcast. We actually finally met in person uh, in May at the Marketplace Risk Management Conference in San Francisco. So that was great. Did you enjoy your couple of days there?
2: Oh, very much so. It was my second time attending and uh, it was just wonderful to see a lot of our customers in person and meet some new folks and obviously the opportunity to meet you in person. I know we've been in touch for several years now.
0: And yeah. unfortunately
2: with the travel restrictions, we did not have the chance to connect on the last time, but I was really glad that you were able to make it this year round.
1: That's brilliant. And I think what you're offering is great and it's really interesting because it complements so many of the people in our marketplace risk audience, but it's a little bit unusual. So for our listeners, let's let's have a chat about actually what Rideshare Mechanic is and and how you came up with the idea.
2: Sure, absolutely. So we offer a virtual vehicle inspection service. And so we do the vehicle inspections. It's conducted all through video chat using our driver or host's phone, um, phone camera, essentially. So basically very similar to a normal inspection. The only difference is rather than our customer going to a mechanic to getting the inspection done in person, um, or you know, a mobile mechanic coming to their home to do it, which would be kind of the next level of convenience, we offer a little bit more convenient service than even that, which is doing the inspection completely over video chat from wherever the vehicle is. Um, and so basically we have our process in which customers can schedule appointments with us. And then we connect our team members who are certified inspectors with the individual who needs an inspection and they conduct it through basically a Zoom call.
1: That's amazing. And what I mean, obviously this this answers a, a need, this solves a problem, but how did you know that there was a space for this? Where did the where did the idea mm-hmm. come from?
2: Well, the, the first thing I'll say is these inspections are very simple. These are not um, you know, these are the inspections that typically Uber or Lyft drivers would need. Um, at least in the US it's typically a 21-point inspection. In some areas it's a 23 or 25 point inspection. And the reason this came about and we realized that there was a need is because my business partner, Johnny, and I were very heavily involved in recruiting drivers. So we were literally talking to drivers and helping them get onboarded to the, the platforms. In particular, at that time, we were more focused on Lyft. We had joined the Lyft Ambassador Program, um, and we were talking to a lot of drivers. As part of the Lyft onboarding program, we did what's called a mentor session. And so that was when we would basically work with the drivers, teach them a little bit about the platform, teach them how to use the app. And then part of that was also a basic inspection walkthrough. Um, so we would check things like the windshield wipers working and have them turn and brake and things of that nature. And then we would certify them um, as Lyft mentors. What happened was a regulation changed and uh, basically it required that anybody who would conduct a mentor session had to uh, basically be a certified mechanic. And so we were not able to do that in-car mentor session. And what we realized was a lot of these drivers, they already drove for Uber and we were trying to help them you know be on both platforms. A lot of them wanted to be on both platforms, but they just didn't have the the patience or you know really didn't feel like going through the whole process again. When we walked them through it, they realized how easy it was um, and they were converting and driving mm-hmm. on both platforms. When we were not able to do the inspection for them um, or the mentor session, we realized that our conversion rates of recruitment really declined. So we realized that that was the point of a lot of friction. The fact that they would have to go to a mechanic and get an inspection was deterring a lot of these drivers from actually driving on the platform. And so we started thinking about what our options were. I did some research. I realized that there were some pilots out there that were conducted. um, Actually Uber had a pilot going where they were doing these virtual inspections. Um, And for various reasons, Uber had to completely stop doing inspections altogether and um, offload it all. Uh, You know, there was a perception of maybe a conflict of interest there Mm -hmm. when the actual TNC is also conducting inspections. So what we did was we looked into, you know, starting a mechanic, essentially, and being able to offer these inspections virtually. Um, And we noticed that things were going well. We first started with our B2C platform, meaning our going directly to the customers, This was all through, you know, basic online advertising, Google ads and and whatnot, trying to get our word out there and and doing our our keyword research and essentially finding drivers who wanted to get an inspection so that when they would search, how do I get an inspection, we would pop up and provide the inspection virtually. Um, We realized there was a lot of demand for this service. And uh, although at, at first our goal was to recruit more drivers, we realized that as a product itself, the inspection as a service on its own mm-hmm. was valuable, um, even outside of the idea of recruiting drivers. Yeah. Um, and so we basically built an entire team and business around that. And here we are <laughs> more than five years later and over 100,000 inspections later. Um, and things have evolved a lot since then. So mm-hmm. I could talk a little bit more about how my role has evolved and how our business has evolved from just
1: focusing on Uber and Lyft drivers yeah. to uh, you know, another aspect. Great. Well, first of all, tell me about the, the actual technology of this, because it, it's not, and, and, uh, as far as I know, it, it's not super complicated, is it? Because what you're doing is it's more about how, you know, what a um, kind of great idea it is and, and the team that you've got behind it. But the actual technology, it's not really about the tech product, is it?
2: No, it's not. In fact, right now we conduct our inspections over Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, so the actual video chat portion is just a basic video chat. Where we have been able to really grow and support the demand and, and improve our business is the back-end operations. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I basically like to say that we're essentially a, a scalable growth business that's also very much involved in customer operations. And we just happen to also be a mechanic. It's it's almost like we're a customer service platform disguised as a mechanic. Yes, the fact that we're inspecting vehicles is kind of arbitrary. What we've really gotten good at is building a scalable process with a you know hands-on interaction. Well, hands-on in quotes, let's say, because it's virtual. But what I mean is a human-to-human interaction that's very efficient and a pleasant experience for the customer on the other end.
1: And for the actual individual drivers, I'm just thinking about some of the the benefits for them, because these benefits for them have then a knock on effect to the benefits for the rideshare platform that, you know, what wants them, you know, working for them, because presumably, this being able to do this prevents them from having to do something that's much more complicated and much more time consuming, I'm guessing, like drive somewhere. I mean, I'm thinking in terms of what it means for me to have to take my car to a mechanic. It's a, it's a pain.
2: It's, there's definitely friction in the process. And, uh, you know, being in the industry and, you know, anybody who's listening to this, uh, you know, from the business side of things probably realizes that, you know, the, the big thing that everyone is trying to do is reduce friction. And, uh, you know, as marketplace uh, platforms are trying to grow, and this is why, you know, originally inspections were not even required right? Anybody could list their vehicle and they would start driving some of the newer companies that are out there that are, you know, operating in new spaces are also doing similar things where it's just very, very easy to onboard. And that may work initially because you're trying to get users and you're trying to grow and hit these growth targets and, you know, the next round of funding and whatnot and boost the valuation of the company, but eventually get to a point to where quality becomes very important and customers expect a certain experience that's consistent and uh, companies have to add a certain regulation. Now, in this case, because you know of driving people around um, and the nature of the transportation network companies, the states actually have regulations. You know, it's actually um, you know not just by the TNC company. And so, what they want to do is balance it out. They don't want to make it super difficult. Um, where you know there's no supply and there's a there's an imbalance and there's a lot of people who need rides and not enough cars out there to give those rides or drivers but they also don't want to make it too easy they have to have some kind of uh, you know deterrence from uh, listing vehicles that really should not be eligible for driving people around um, and so all those requirements came into place you know how old the car should be and what type of inspection it should be and eventually they landed on this inspection which, is you know it's a pretty basic inspection. You know we're checking tire tread, we're checking uh, you know the basic things. Is there any you know are the windshields you know looking good? There's no major cracks. The horn works. The you know the seats move forward and backward. The seat belts operate. The doors lock. It's very basic things that anyone can do with a pretty simple process. Um, and we just do it over a uh, video chat. And the what, what I like about it is the driver themselves are involved in the process. Um, A lot of people don't like going to mechanic outside of the logistical aspect, you know, getting stuck in traffic and gas and trying to schedule an appointment. Of course, COVID made that all a lot more difficult as well. People taking their vehicles to mechanics. So, you know, it really helped logistically. Um, But at the same time, a lot of people, you know, there's a stigma around mechanics in general, right? People take their car in, the Mm -hmm. car is being looked at behind, you know, a closed garage door (laughs) while you're sitting in the waiting room. You don't really know what's going on there. They come back with a long laundry list of items that they recommend. And people just in general, the, the trust of mechanics, uh, you know, is, is, is diminished for customers. Oh, what they like about our service, other than the convenience and the ease, is the fact that we don't have any ulterior motive. We're trying to just do the inspection. That is our service. You know, I couldn't sell you, you know, uh, repairs even if I wanted to. Um, it's a virtual service. And so we realized that there's kind of these multiple factors that have um, really created some kind of
1: um, interest
2: in using our service. Mm-hmm.
1: And what happens if repairs aren't necessary for them to get on the road and, and actually do this?
2: Yeah, well, for especially for our customers that come to our website on the B2C side, first of all, we make it easy for them to try our service. We don't charge them if the inspection fails. Um, and if they do fail, we just let them know exactly what they need to fix. Um, mm-hmm. The most common issues we see are tire tread, as well as um, the, uh, the lights, headlights and the horn. Those are the three most common areas of failure we see. And at that point, we just tell them that, hey, sorry, the inspection, you know, you, you won't pass and you should get those fixed. Now we do have some partners that we're talking to that we can potentially recommend um, but really, that at that point, you know, there's nothing else we can do. Sometimes they come back and do their inspection with us. Sometimes they just go to a mechanic to get their car fixed and do the inspection there.
1: So tell me a bit about your role, Hamid, and how the company has actually evolved over these years. Because it must have been quite clear to you early on that what you were doing had much broader application than maybe you initially thought.
2: That, that is a hundred percent the situation. So at first we were looking at, okay, how do we recruit more drivers, right? And then that evolved into, well, inspections on its own is a valuable service. We can charge, you know, a decent amount of money to have a profitable business. And we, we're, we never say that we, you know, price is not our biggest um, differentiator. We're usually more expensive than, you know, if you were to go to the local mechanic and get an inspection. But if you look at the total cost of inspection, you know, the hassle and the time and the gas and all that, um, and the ease of mind and, and the, the quick turnaround, you know, cause every hour that someone's not driving is potential revenue lost for them. And so a lot of times we see people coming to us on a, you know, Friday night, their inspection expired and they want to go out and, uh, you know, get the bar crowds on a Friday night and make a couple hundred bucks. And they come to an inspection with us. And a lot of times within an hour, they're up and running. And so it's a really you know more valuable for them. But we, we not to digress too much, we, we realized that, okay, this service by itself is valuable. People will pay for it. We run on cash. We're a bootstrap business. We never raised money or anything. And so we had to determine the right price point for that. And we realized that, hey, people are willing to pay it. And so the, now we have a profitable business. And we just worked on improving the backend operations. What happened was we realized that after focusing exclusively on the drivers themselves, individual drivers coming to us through our marketing efforts, we started attracting some actual TNC companies. and the first area that we were successful in was in child child transportation. Companies such as Zoom or Hopskip Drive, or you know now we work with KidKaboo and Kango um these were companies that were very interested in improving their onboarding process and because of their demographic most of the drivers were female drivers who in general were even less comfortable going to mechanics they really liked this alternative of working with us uh, in a virtual sense Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of them also appreciated that while we go through the inspection so we have the person on the other end by their vehicle is kind of like the surrogate inspector doing whatever our inspector tells them to do, you know, hold your phone, activate the windshield wipers and turn on the lights and, you know, put the phone down, get in the car, drive a couple of feet forward, a couple of feet back and, and slam on the brakes and things of that nature. They're actually getting a little more familiar with the vehicle themselves. A lot of these people never drove professionally before. Mm-hmm. And they feel that, you know, there are a few things that we show them that, you know, it really gets them a little more involved and invested in the process. So that was nice. But Um, these companies have a very rigorous onboarding process. You know, when you're driving children around, there's a few extra steps, Mm -hmm. not just the basic background check and, uh, you know, vehicle report. Um, A lot of them, they have to do kind of fingerprinting and drug tests and other things. So they figured that, hey, if we can at least reduce some of the friction in this one step of an inspection, it'd be very valuable. And um, they realized that it really helped them out. So it was a much better user experience for their drivers. Now, the other aspect is for their business, there was a lot of benefit operationally. You know, historically, they would be talking to their drivers, multiple mechanic shops, trying to deal with the paperwork, people taking photos of you know, printed inspection forms and sending them in. Can you read the handwriting? Is everything filled out properly? Just a lot of back and forth and dealing with multiple different vendors. Everyone does things a little bit differently we have a single you know a one-stop shop essentially for the inspection where one team although we are decentralized in terms of geography we're a centralized platform and so we can basically build workflows and processes in place that really support our b2b partners, our inspection clients. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we realized that they can ask us questions, hey, did this person finish their inspection? And they can talk to one customer support team for all of those questions. If there's a problem, if something fails, we can give them full visibility. And then eventually we realized that, okay, this is adding a lot of value to our partners. It's helping their operations. They're reducing their operational overhead. Um, It's less work for them. And they have a trusted partner who's very familiar with their process. And so we started thinking of, OK, what are other creative ways we can help them? Um, in one particular situation, one of our clients said, well, you know, it'd be great to understand how these drivers interact with you. When they're on a video in, uh, interview with the company as part of their onboarding process, well, they know they're being interviewed. And so obviously they're going to you know, put on a very nice demeanor. Um, and because they're you know, driving children around, and interacting with parents of young children, it's very important for them to be very professional at all times. And so sometimes we would kind of view the inspection as an opportunity to assess this person's attitude wow. and behavior. That's amazing. And in a couple of situations, we had to let our partner know that, hey, this individual was very disrespectful to our inspector. And so that would go into consideration of whether or not they would actually onboard that person. Um, So these were areas that we could add a little bit of extra value that a traditional mechanic never could. Now we have, you know, a lot of technology enhancements. We have a partner dashboard where they can see in real time who all the people are that have received inspections, what the status of the inspection is, if the vehicle failed, what the point of failure was. And then they can basically see how long it took, you know, to complete the inspection. So they might have an applicant tracking system. And they look at, you know, the step-by-step process. But for the inspection portion, we can give them a lot more visibility than they could ever receive because we're a technology company, right? I mean, we do the inspections, but ultimately we're building out our own technology and we have our own platform that really enhances um, not only the driver experience, but also our partner, our inspection partners, the TNC's experience and operations. So that's what we've realized is there's a lot of other areas that we can add value. And this is not something we originally thought of. Um you know another example is fraud prevention. You know there's a lot of people who doctor their inspection reports. If you go on forums a lot of people are just basically photoshopping their previous inspection report. Well when a when a partner sends us inspections and drivers directly to us, we can copy them on the inspection reports. We can give them access to the dashboard. They have full visibility. There's very little opportunity for anyone to basically cheat that system because we are a third party. And, um, you know, we're basically going to just objectively provide, present the information. We don't have an interest in the person completing an inspection, uh, passing or failing. We just do our job, which is the inspection, and we inform our customer what the outcome was. And if there's any discrepancy between what the driver presents and what we've presented, well, then the, that's, mm-hmm. a you know, there, there's essentially yeah. some fraud going on there that they at least have awareness into.
1: That's fantastic. And we obviously we're talking about vehicles here, but... and. Um, We've explored the, the sort of the rideshare area and, you know, kids' transportation, etc. Obviously, through marketplace risk and through your knowledge of the the sharing economy, the platform economy, have you spotted other areas where vehicles are involved, but maybe more recreationally are there other types of transportation or other areas where this you know this could be used because to me it's almost like this this fraud prevention and this almost like you know it's a bit of a character reference as well and all of this Mm -hmm. it just really you know it, it seems like something that has huge potential
2: Yes, absolutely. and we're constantly looking for new ways. Uh, you know the original business idea was around vehicles and improving operations for a process that was already required. So basically, when I look at our customers, you know our and and by the way, my main focus and my role as head of growth is the B2B relationships and really building out those partnerships where we're working directly with the businesses, the transportation network companies, Non emergency medical transportation or NEMT companies or peer to peer platforms, you know, rental platforms. So, my job is to manage those relationships for those clients who send drivers or hosts who rent out their cars directly to us. And one of the things we've realized is that there are two main buckets of those customers. One group is a type of company that already has to do these inspections to remain compliant because of the regulation, they have to do them. You know, Uber and Lyft have to do these inspections. Uh, Zoom, Hopskip Drive, all these companies, they have to do these inspections. And so what we do is we allow them to improve the operation of something they are already doing. So it's more of an operational efficiency conversation with them. Now there's another group of people where they don't have to do these inspections. You know, the peer-to-peer rental platforms are not regulated do inspections we're talking about companies like Turo or Get Around or Outdoorsy or RVZ and these other types of companies and there's there's a a lot of them obviously where you can rent you know a a vehicle a boat a motorcycle a home and there really isn't a lot of regulation
1: around it it's more on trust isn't it that I yeah ratings etc absolutely
2: now those companies a lot of them uh you know some of our clients have passed that growth phase where they have a lot of user and they've received this mass adoption and they've, you know, uh, basically obtained a lot of their objectives in terms of growth, and now quality and trust and safety becomes a very high priority for them. Originally, maybe when they're starting, it's not as important. They're just trying to reduce friction, so they'll onboard vehicles with very, you know, very little, if any, type of, uh, you know, inspection or you know, within the onboarding process or requirements. I should say. Um, now they're realizing that okay. There's trust and safety involved. It's not just about the user rating and the experience of the driver, but also the claims and the exposure to claims and their insurance cost and things of that nature. And they're realizing that, okay, if we could ensure that we're onboarding better quality vehicles that our renters are renting from our hosts, then it would there's a financial benefit. It actually benefits our bottom line because we're reducing our exposure, exposure to claims um, and and issues that, you know, some of these issues could be very expensive, uh, especially when, mm-hmm. when they go to court cases. Yeah. And so with those companies, we love working with them because we are able to support them wherever they are geographically, geographically regardless of, you know, because the, there's no state or local regulation. So it becomes a very collaborative endeavor where we build the inspection report together. Hey, we have seen these items be important to inspect. What are the things you guys want to inspect it's becomes very collaborative they send us what they want and we'll add a few tweaks and make some comments here and there but this also expands beyond just the vehicles i mean we work with outdoorsy and these are rvs it's a very different type of inspection um, it's a much longer inspection I'm much more involved but uh, it, it, it adds a lot more value too because it's very uh, challenging to get an inspection for your rv it's more expensive it's hard to find a qualified inspector and so we worked very closely with them. It was a very collaborative effort. Um, and so that that's the other bucket, right? It's not just operational efficiency. Um, if I had to simplify it, the first bucket I mentioned, which is companies that have to do inspection, our value proposition to them is, look, you have to do this process. We're going to make this process better for you. Mm-hmm. The other group of people is, hey, you don't have a requirement to do an inspection in place we're going to introduce a little bit of friction in your process, but we're going to make it, we're going to minimize the amount of friction. So yeah, it kind of sucks for your users, but we're going to make it suck less, if you will. You know, it's a process that we can help make easier, but also help you achieve your objectives and keep your trust and safety team happy and at large, you know, keep people safer um, when they're using your service. So those are kind of the two buckets of people that we work with. And from there, there's a lot of, interesting areas that we can support you know the fact that to your point we're inspecting vehicles is kind of arbitrary Mm. that's just the market we started in and we realized there was a demand for Um, but an area that we'd be very interested in growing in is for example uh dwellings you know i mean when you rent a home on airbnb or vrbo or any of the other services you know was the carbon monoxide detector confirmed was the smoke alarm confirmed if there's a pool was the pool alarm uh, is it working Right. I mean, God forbid a little child, you know, falls in a pool and there's no pool alarm. Well, you know, some of these horror stories have actually taken place when families are on vacation renting out other people's homes. And so that's an area that we feel there's a lot of value. Um, we haven't made progress in that area yet, but it's definitely on our on our roadmap and you know, we have interest in getting into that field as well so there's a lot of areas this could apply to
1: and i think that what you're doing as well it really helps to promote that trust within the sharing economy because when you have that peer-to-peer transaction until the actual physical interaction is taking place if it if it ever does uh, um you know because some obviously some peer-to-peer transactions do remain virtual but say something like staying in someone's house or something the problems you know you 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 can only find them out once you get there like the pool thing you're talking about so what this does is it enables this in person obviously in virtual but you know it it just adds that extra layer of check doesn't it um and it's brilliant because anything like that that actually helps people to feel more secure In their peer-to-peer transaction, is it's good for you, it's good for the platforms, and it's good for the whole sharing economy, which is what what I absolutely love about it. So it's brilliant, Hamid. Thank you so much for sharing all that with us. And I I just wanted to to add that you know obviously anyone listening that's interested in your offering do tell us what your um what your URL is so that they can check out your website and, and get in touch?
2: Yes, uh, absolutely. So our, our homepage is www.ridesharemechanic.com. Mm. Um, it's singular mechanic, there's no S at the end, so ridesharemechanic.com, and they can get in touch with us. Um, and uh, of course, we, we love to connect with the companies to understand what their needs are, what the workflow is, and, and really just understand how well we can support them do unique things for because we do unique things for each of our clients mm. to, to really help them improve their business. That's what we're all about. Mm-hmm. We have customers who want us to integrate into their CRM even. So as soon as we complete an inspection it automatically update updates their internal systems. And so now that we've built out our own technology, it's really increased um, it, it's really expanded uh, our, our our offering.
1: It's great to watch your your progress. And um, I'm really pleased that we managed to meet in person finally Hamid. And hopefully we will again next year. And in the meantime, just um, thank you for being part of the
0: Marketplace Risk community and for being on the podcast today. Thank you for tuning into the platform podcast. Be sure to check us out at marketplacerisk.com for information and resources to help startups launch, grow and succeed. And follow us on social media at Marketplace Risk to stay up to date on all of our conferences, summits, virtual events, and more.